Welcome to the Everyman Sports Podcast, the show for fans, by fans. No former pros, no so-called experts, just real passionate fans. From outside on a porch to inside a living room, in the parking lot of a stadium to the dining room table, friends and families chat about their teams, their games, and what makes them cheer. This is Everyman Sports. Hello and welcome to another episode of Everyman Sports. My name is Chad. I'm the owner-operator of this podcast. Our number is 626-427-7678. The number is 626-427-7678. You can find us across social media at Everyman Sports. Here on our uh, our landmark 200th episode of our podcast, the little podcast that could from years ago. Here we are now, continuing plugging along. I'm here with my dad. How you doing, dad? I'm doing great, son, and congratulations. There you go. Hey, you just got to keep at it. Keep chopping. Keep chopping, as they say. <laughs> so let's start off with the NFL, the Golden Shield. Let's look back at the week uh, week eight, the week that was. Houston uh, overpowering Miami, 42-23. to 23. And they're alive now. Uh, Houston's alive, and Miami has definitely fallen off the pace. I mean, they had to have a... They had to have a uh, um, a uh, option pass for a touchdown, Amendola to Drake, um, just to at least keep it interesting. But Houston came through. I had a feeling they were going to win that game. Miami is just they started off strong, and now they're falling down. Well, no Tannehill. No, no Tannehill, and I mean, just the defense is not. I like their running back, Drake. Drake's he, really good. Frank Gore's. There's a lot of quick moves. He does. He's very deceptive. But not only that, but Frank Gore is still doing it. He's an ageless wonder as well. We talk about other guys, but... Is he a Hall of Famer? Yeah, I think so. If He keeps doing it wherever he goes. Yeah. Yeah, I think he will be. I think he'll just be one of those, like... But he wasn't flashy. No, but he was... Cons- and not a lot of sound bites. No, but when you look at the hall, the NFL Hall of Fame, it really is just a model of consistency. Like, were you? Well, that's great. That's great. You know, were you good for long enough? You know, then then here you are. Um, speaking about falling off, the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, lose in London, twenty-four to eighteen, to the uh, defending world champs, the Eagles. And I mean, Jacksonville is now they're three and five. Tumbling. They're three and five, and they're they're in last place, courtesy of tiebreakers. And they got rid of one of their. Uh, oh, we're you know. yeah. Uh, their number, th- their third, the number three pick from the 2015 draft, Dante Fowler, Fowler. has been traded. We'll get into all the trades in just a few minutes, right. but right. I mean, it just goes to show you that I mean, the not Bortles th- not the man. Well, not only that, Bortles is and not... they didn't have the running back. No, well, Fournette being out has hurt. Although Yeldon's been doing okay, but also their yeah. wide receivers are not as strong. I mean, D.D. Westbrook and, and, and yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, Keenan Cole, these are ones that yeah. are going to set the world on fire. I don't but think the so. the teams that are falling off that were strong last year. That is true. Not everybody contends. No, and not everybody can keep up at their pace. Uh, right. I'm not surprised at all that the Jets lose 24-10. to 10. Um, I when I heard that Khalil Mack was out, I thought it might be a little bit of a closer, not by much, but a little bit closer. But yikes! I'll tell now, you what, now. You think he was working too hard to, to trying to justify the contract? I think there there might have been part of that, um, but I think it's, it's natural, right? It's natural, especially when you've got athletes like this. I mean, they take slights to heart, and they you know that's their drive and determination. Right, right, right. 
and a wild one, including the benching of Jamison Winston after four interceptions. Fitz Matt <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick returns to the throne, brings them all the way back to tie 34-34, and then a last-second field goal by the Bengals wins it in Cincinnati, 37-34. to Winston... And Andy gets named the quarterback for this week. Fitzpatrick, yes. Yeah. yeah, he's in. So Winston is out, and you can only assume that he's not going it, to... It's going to be a while before he starts another game. Um, but the question is, which one was better right in the beginning? Who? Him or Mariota? I mean, at least Mariota's brought them to the playoffs. Right, right, right. But so Winston's nearing a bust stage. I think that is true. Also, I, I saw an interesting, because we were talking about Dante Fowler, the number three pick in yes. the 2015 draft. Jameis Winston was also, the number. he was the number one pick in that 2015 draft. That right. that was, some people are now calling that the worst draft class, at, at least when you look at the first round, the worst the draft top, class. The top looks failed. The top ten, my goodness, the top ten. I think the best is um, Todd, Todd Gurley. Which is obvious, but and that, he, and that is good. But he was taken tenth. <laughs> when you look back and go, who was yeah. Todd Gurley was taken tenth? Yeah. He fell that but far. People back. don't like to take running backs early. I don't blame but them. The, the Giants did it. Didn't help them. Well, it's helped Barkley, but it hasn't helped the Giants. Speak, <laughs> right. Speaking of which, you talk about running backs and you know ageless wonders, but Adrian Peterson. A phenomenal, so was that a 64-yard run, 46-yard yeah, yeah. run to put the Redskins ahead for good 20-13. to 13. The Redskins now pretty much control the so NFC what, East. Yeah, so what do you what do you attribute, you know, is he just a freak of nature? Who, Peterson? Or is it that the, the league doesn't tackle anymore and a determined runner can make those things happen with Bonnie Lean and uh, Lake Drive? I think that— yeah, I mean, He's old school. I think Washington's been very smart with how they work with Peterson. I mean, look, his nickname's all day for a reason. But <laughs> you know, but what they've been doing is he he sits out practices on like Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Right. He's healthy scratches on these practices, so he doesn't he saves it all for Sunday. And he's also now he feels really slighted after being dropped by the Saints. And then where was he just before where was he before he he signed with Washington? Um, uh, the, uh, Arizona. I forget. I forget where it was, but he got so he's been cut twice, and you know. Yeah. He doesn't. He's another one we're talking about, like driving determination. Like he's not gonna let anybody think that he's not good anymore, and he's been doing fine. And guess what? He is able to do what he needs to do, which is just run the ball. He's not a pass catching back. He's not a scat back. He's where's the hole? Let me drive it forward. I did see him fumble, though. Yeah, I and mean, that's, look. That's never a good sign. No. I mean, he is human. No, of course it's human, but Washington is doing it the way that they should have been doing it the whole time, especially when you've got somebody like Alex Smith. Well, you, they're, they're calling him the worst good team. Yeah, and I think that's very true. Look, it's a, <laughs> we can agree. What, the schedule favors them? Well, we can agree that the NFC East is weak. The Giants are 1-7. Uh, Dallas right. is under 500. Right. The Eagles are at uh, 500. Washington's the best of the rest. But the Eagles have made the turn? Uh, maybe. Maybe it remains to be seen. Um, well, now that they've got, and we'll go over the trades in a few moments, but they do have a, a good wide receiver to Weapon. help them out. I mean, yeah. 
I mean, okay. something to go with Alshon Jeffrey, but I think that defense needs to stand, step up. I can up. see him doing the dilly-dilly, dilly-filly, whatever it is. I think you're right, but I think they also need to win out, especially in their division. Like, their games yeah, against Washington. I'm not seeing that happening. Well, that no, but, no, but I'm saying, like, win out against your division, and specifically oh, yeah. against the Redskins. You have to beat the Redskins. I don't think they've played the Redskins yet, have they? The Eagles? No, I don't think so. So that means but so. There's, there's two coming. So in two months, November and December, in the next eight weeks, they have to play Washington twice. That's going to not only decide the division, but that's going to be a real test for either team, if either one are for real. So, uh, Kansas City in another uh, against this Denver defense. Uh, I'm very surprised, but thirty to twenty three, Mahomes does it again, um, and they they go on to I think what what is their record now six and one. Uh, they've scored a lot of points. They sure have seven and one. They're seven and one. Unbelievable. Um, Cleveland just can't get out of their own way in a rematch of the <laughs> week one overtime game. Pittsburgh, let it be known that they're top dog 33 to 18 to put their record at four, two and one. I'm still going to say, I'm still have to hold uh, out on hope that they're going to, they're going to be under 500. It doesn't look like it's a lock, but they still have to play no. Baltimore twice. So there's hope for my prediction, but I don't think, uh, I'm, well, I'm a little nervous. They like proving you wrong. They do like proving me wrong. And they're proving, uh, Le'Veon Bell wrong and Le'Veon's proving them wrong. He was supposed to come back after the bye. That's what reports said, but now he's pretty much sitting out the whole season. He doesn't give two cares. Is he going to have to take a you-can't-trust-me discount? I, I don't think he cares anymore. I think he's just like, get me out of here. And you know what? In the NFL, somebody's going to pay him. Somebody's going to pay him what they what he thinks is enough. He might come down a little bit of off of what he wants. Uh, but his biggest thing is he, he doesn't want to be franchised anymore. He might take a discount somewhere else just to say, all right, well, I want out of Pittsburgh. You know, but I think when he's like, all right, well, you know what I can do here in Pittsburgh. Rooney's, you know what well, I can yeah, do. Yeah, but you know what the difference is? The, the franchise is like, you know, year to year. Yeah. But so they want they want the biggest money, so that's the year to year. And at the same time, at a running back position, they want a long-term contract. Yeah. So they want safety, security, and a, and a, and a high salary. Well, they don't have all, to. All that doesn't exist at that position, right? And Pittsburgh is the kind of place that doesn't that doesn't suffer divas, and this is that's a place that's like you fit in here, you work together for the common goal. If you don't, you right, can right, right. you can go away. I mean, yeah. it, it's it's just it's just been the way it's been ever since you know ever for a long time. Now, now if he comes back and you know, and he's fresh legs and he does it, you know. Super, super job, which he really should have. At, you know, he's at his peak age and everything. Yeah. Then, then you know that that would be huge for the team and for for him. It would be, so but look, I would think it's in his, you know, his benefit to come back and do well. Right, but the Steelers don't care at this point because they've got a hometown boy who's doing it just fine, James Conner. He really is. I mean, yeah. he's he's been able to step in and do so well. He really yeah, has. Um, He's the guy that would be benched. <laughs> yeah, he would be, but at, at this point, but when you look at, I'm sure if you take a, an informal poll of the locker room, or at least you know an anonymous poll, they yeah, might say like, right now, sure, no, James is our guy. He's been doing it since the beginning, since week one right, with us. Yeah. So yeah, why I get should it. I get it? He's been in the trench. 
Carolina continuing their winning ways, 36-21 to over the overmatched Ravens to move Carolina to 5-2, and two, second place in the NFC South. And the North Turner experience is working finally. Yeah, as an uh, offensive coordinator with uh, Cam. Cam's been doing it all. He really has. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we'll, it remains to be seen in these last two months what exactly happens in that division. Uh, in another game of the year, boy, we've had a bunch of the, these these big these big time games have been really working out, especially ones involving the Rams, twenty nine to twenty seven over the Packers, in what should have been uh, a Packer win, depending on who you listen However, to and believe. Ty Montgomery upset that he was pulled out on the previous drive early before they scored. Um, got miffed, and so he muffed a, uh, well, a kick they return. Muffed, they told him to stay in the end zone. Right, he didn't. right, but he was so upset at what the co- What do you mean you're pulling me out? Get out of here. I'll show you what I can do. He runs it. He doesn't even – he barely gets to the 20, and then right. he, the ball gets knocked out. Ty Montgomery fumbles it. Uh, Rams you never get the ball back. And Aaron Rodgers – the greatest of all time, the GOAT. He's left on the sideline fuming, and I'm sure he had something to say about get this guy out of here. But when they didn't have a running back and he's wearing 88 as a receiver, I saw him in, at running back. He did everything he ever asked for. He really ex- did. Except <laughs> that one time. Right, but he, but there are certain franchises where the the helmet is more important than the name on the back. It's Pittsburgh, it's Green Bay, of course we know, it's New England. It's all of these different places. Uh, to an extent, it should be the Giants, but that's kind of fallen off since then. But yes, especially with the recent arrest. Yeah, really. So it, it's been that way for so many franchises. So when you basically put yourself above your team, that's not going to fly because that's how these teams have been successful. That's why... The Steelers were the team of the 70s. That's why the Niners at the time were the team of the 80s and <clears throat> so on and so forth. But they're when, public teams. Well, yeah. Yeah, and they're, they're coast to coast because, you know, success breeds success. And when you sure. have a formula, and, you know, we've talked about it, the franchises mm-hmm. that can do it year in and year out, they have a Cowboys plan. Cowboys are one of those teams. They used to be. America's they, team. They well, I don't know who took that vote. Um, in in what was just a just a uh, just a bad just bad football eighteen to fifteen the Cardinals over the Forty ers I mean mm. everybody but who cares the, who, who cares matchup the over was forty I mean come on and it didn't and even they couldn't do it and they couldn't even do that the Niners couldn't even hold on they lost the Cardinals came back at home and won the game oh it's just sad um, yeah. Uh, the Saints beat up on the Vikings 30-20. to 20. I think everybody had that. I don't think anybody really actually thought that the Vikings would be able to do it twice. They were barely able to do well, it the first time. that was a huge revenge game. Right, and it was in the scene, at the scene of the crime. But, I mean, there was no. they barely won the game last year, so there's no way they were going to win it this year, and especially yeah. after just the devastating loss that it was. True. So that moves on. And then, so, yes, yeah, so after that, we had some big news, including the trade deadline. Ty Montgomery goes to Baltimore, where he can immediately become a weapon for Flacco, not only at the wide receiving position, although I think he's going to be used more there than at running back, because I know sure. Buck, Buck Allen and Alex Collins are, are fine. He won't be the return guy there, will he? Uh, no, I don't think so. 
I don't think so. But he adds an added dimension to their passing game. Also, Demarius Thomas, who's been floundering in Denver ever since Case Keenum came over, floundering. He moves to the Texans now that they've lost Will Fuller for the season, and he's but a. But that's not the receiver other teams wanted. What do you mean? They wanted the speedster. From from Denver. From Denver. Who? Yeah, who is their deep their deep guy, their deep threat? I thought Tamar Thomas was. I mean, he's the tall deep threat. Not Emmanuel Sanders. I mean, that guy's yeah. what? No way. Well, he's he's a he's a possession receiver. I mean, look, Houston for. I mean, I don't get Hopkins, and I never got Fuller. These were not elite wide receivers. Thomas at least had some flirts with elite wide receiver, you know, caliber. Right. So you know, Watson has another weapon, and he needs all the weapons he can get because you know if they're going to make a big run at this. And now that Jacksonville has fallen off, I mean Houston. Houston's top dog. They're five and three. I mean they need to bulk up if they want to make actually make some noise uh, in the playoffs. Uh, Golden Tate goes from Detroit, who lost by the way twenty eight to fourteen to the Seahawks. So the Lions are you know floundering three and four. So they gave up on Golden Tate, sent him over to the Eagles for a couple draft picks. And uh, now the Eagles are restocked. He's useful. He's very useful. He's very useful, and he's been really, really good since he's came into the league. Uh, Dante Fowler, as you previously mentioned, goes from the um, the Jacksonville Jaguars over to the Rams, and the rich just get richer. I mean, this is a team that's 8-0, <laughs> and they get another elite. I mean, he's been underperforming, but he's still... Uh, he's still a well, big. He's been on the bench, hasn't he? Right, but now, but not only that, but now he goes. But he he's going someplace he doesn't have to start. He can be packaged and subbed in, and sure. Wade Phillips is going to use him to his advantage. So this just made the best team get yeah, better. Well, it has the tackles now. They have an end. Yeah, and now that now they've got it. Now they've got an end, and they've got somebody who can play a little outside linebacker as well. And then, you know, we talk about the Raiders giving up on Amari Cooper. Um, and, of course, Khalil Mack. But now the Packers have also sort of gone in on that. They've traded not only Ty Montgomery, as we mentioned, but also Clinton Ha Ha Clinton Dix. <laughs> Send him to Washington so Washington can bolter their defensive backfield. Pretty strong one to begin with, but now slightly better. Um, yeah, and he's, I mean, he's it's mostly available because their contracts are up. Yeah, or they're or they're yeah you know, they're available for free agents. And it was also the trade deadline, and but very it, it's only been a recent thing where the trade where trades in the NFL have happened outside of course uh, draft day. But I mean the trading right. deadline was more so just like a, all right you have to have it. Yeah. yeah. But they moved on, so good for them. It's it's almost like baseball. But baseball's got the best trading deadline. But I'm saying that you're trying to, you know, move around, you know, gain strength for playoffs and stuff like that. It's true. It's good. So let's move over to the to uh, week nine of the NFL. Uh, what are your best bets this week? Well, the best bets, oh, let's look down the list. Do you have it in front of you? I sure do. I got Chicago giving 10 at Buffalo. I've got Kansas City giving 10 to Cleveland. Oh, Oh, by the way. Uh, the inevitable finally happened. Cleveland fired Hugh Jackson, and it did. <laughs> and Haley, and their offensive coordinator Haley. So Greg Williams, he of the Bounty Gate scandal from X amount of years ago, is now head coach yeah, of the Cleveland with the Browns. Redskins. 
Well, well, when he was with the defense coordinator of the Saints and the Titans yeah, and yeah. all those other places. But, um, yeah, so the Browns, it wasn't the losses piling up that did Jackson in. It was his, depending on who you listen to, his decision to go from being, I'm the driver of the bus, to, you know what, let me let me get my hands in on the offense. Remember, he's a former quarterback coach, offensive coordinator, from uh, Cincinnati yeah. and, and, and how Oakland. did that work with Haley? Well, Haley was hired under the impression that he was the head coach of the offense, and Jackson pretty much said to him, "Like, nope, this I'm totally okay with this. You take over the offense. I'm I'm driving the bus." And then apparently he wants to be the bus driver and the bus aide and the mechanic and all this other stuff. <laughs> so he bro- he basically he broke his promise and well, it's. This- yeah, the real story is how did he get all the? How did he steal without a gun? That you know, that <laughs> be- was horrible. Because to be fair, one thing when you look at the successful franchises in the league historically, the one thing you see is longevity and um, what do you call it? Well, the one pe- thing you don't people see stay three, pe- three and thirty-seven. No, you don't see that, but you see consistency in terms of personnel. You don't. It's not a revolving head coach door. I mean, right. the quarterback situation in Cleveland's been a revolving yeah. door. What only yeah, makes they, it worse? They went from bad to worse. I get it. Right, but but even so, they've won it became two. Became a culture of losing. Right, but it's losing's been, okay. It's been a culture of losing for them since they re-entered the league in '99. They've had one playoff appearance, and they lost that game. Well, the real Browns are in Baltimore. Right, and two years after they moved. They're the imposters, yeah. Right, a couple years after they moved. But, I mean, the year after they moved, they drafted Ray Lewis. I mean, he would have been the franchise changer if they stayed in Cleveland. It's not the Browns of of Jim Brown. It's not the Browns of Leroy Brown. No. It's, uh, but it's... The mistake by the lake. So anyway, so uh, Kansas City given 10 to Cleveland in Cleveland. Miami given two and a half to the Jets in Miami. Minnesota given five to the Lions in Minnesota. I like the Lions. You like the Lions getting five? Yeah, and a half, yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, this could could kind of even everything out because the Lions, even though they're in last place, they're three and four. They're a game out of first place or, you know, they're one game out right. in the loss column. Yeah, I think they're looking. I think they, you know, look a little past Seattle. Um, I think you might be right. I, I kind of like them against. I mean, but, the Rivers, which is amazing, right? I like that line. Yeah, continue. But, but, the Vikings, you mean? No, uh, Seahawks. Oh, I'm sorry, you're jumping ahead down to the Seahawks. Yeah, yeah the Seahawks. I have it as a as a as a pick'em. Yeah, Seahawks hosting the Chargers. I think I might like the Seahawks there too. I know the Chargers five and two, you know. Oh any, yeah, he's a miracle man, Rivers. Uh, and not only that, I mean, this is a team we pretty much left for dead after game two, and uh, here they are now. They've they've reeled off a couple wins in a row, including one in one in London, and so. But they go into a tough place to play, and I think Seattle bolstered by a win. I, I would take Seattle at least with the um, at least with the line. Well, you know, they're getting some 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 yardage out of the running back. Yeah. You know the team's getting back to the run, and now it's not all on Owa. And these, every, the teams responded. You are right about that. Um, oh, the big one. Uh, well, there's a couple big ones this week. Yeah. But the one, the the late game on Sunday, the four o'clock game. I'm sorry, four twenty-five. The Rams at at the Saints. One loss between the two of them, and it's a pick'em. 
Yeah. I, I mean, I think the Rams are going to are going to I think they'll win. I think they'll go down there take one. That defense is too good and that offense, I mean, basically the Rams you have to look at the Rams offense versus the Saints defense. And can that match or can that be the same as the Rams defense? The Saints have a defense? That that's what I'm saying. They I I truly believe they don't. Or at least they don't have one that can stop the Rams offense. I think that thinking it's the over. At sixty, what, 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 at fifty, fifty-nine and a half. <laughs> um, it's a read of football. I mean, sixty. So, what do you think? You, you're looking oh, at like, I mean, thirty-one, thirty. I mean, geez. No, I think right. the but it, but I don't so think twenty-four seventeen would surprise you a lot. It wouldn't surprise me because will the Rams defense give up thirty points? Hmm. Stop that! Like. Pause for a second. Think about that. Will the Rams' defense give up 30 points? You're thinking not. Will they give up 21 points? Yeah. Okay, so now we're finding that in between. So we're looking at 24. The Rams could probably give yeah. up 24. Can the Saints... But it's, but, it, but it's a track meet. It's, it's on the... You know, it's in the... It's no. The dome. I know. It's the, new, it's the new greatest show on turf. Like, truly, this could really be the greatest show on turf. <laughs> the two of these... Well, this the whole, single how game. How about the, leagues, the league on turf? Yeah. Yeah, you're Scoring right. is up incredibly. Yeah, it is. It's true. Yeah, yardage. I mean, you know, popularity. Nobody's talking about bad ratings. No. I don't see anybody standing, kneeling, whatever they're doing. Eric, Eric Reed is still is, but it's not because everybody is falling back into the pattern of like, well, this is what, it's cold out. We're, we're not going out. You know, now that Halloween is over, you know, now we're getting right. closer to Thanksgiving, and especially now that we're getting, now we're getting into the tight races. Now we're getting... People like the scoring. Of course, but also there's there's that comfort, like a flannel or a warm jacket or a blanket that you might... <laughs> no, but there for you. Right, but not only is it there it's for comfort you, food. It's there for you, but it's something you can have, because now is the time, end of the, end of the calendar year, people right, want right. to get together, people want to see each other, what do you have on in the background? Right. You know, some people have music. Some people just put a game on, and it's conversation you can have without getting into an argument. So I think the Rams, I, whatever the line is, I, I take the Rams. I think that I think that they're because I don't think the Saints are going to allow the Rams to score less than twenty eight points. I don't think yeah. I don't think the Saints defense can stop the Rams on, at four touchdowns under. You know, uh, the other big game, of course, is the Sunday night game: Packers at. New England, New England's yeah. uh, f- is uh, five and a uh, five five point favorite. Yeah, I saw like five five and a half something like that. Yeah. Well, you know that's big in the minds of those two quarterbacks, right? I mean, this has to replace uh, Brady Manning. I mean, Peyton. I mean, yeah. I mean, Brady Manning. They they played each other. God, fourteen times, sixteen times, something like that. Seventeen even. Yeah, but it was always the question: who was better, right? While they played. Yeah. Well, now the question is: who's going to retire first, Rogers or Brady? Well, I mean, it looks like Brady, right? Uh, please. Um, <laughs> uh, the other uh, another grudge matchup: uh, Steelers at Ravens. Baltimore is the two and a half point favorite at home. Um, Washington's a one-point favorite against the Falcons. Carolina, seven, given seven to the Buccaneers in Carolina. I like Carolina. You like Carolina? Yeah, I like Seattle and Carolina, yeah. So Seattle, at a, as a pick em, Carolina giving seven at home. I, I'll yeah. agree. 
I'll agree. I mean, how much? How many times can you go to the well with Ryan Fitzpatrick? We say that, and yet he always goes back to the well and comes back with but a But the crowd loves him. I love to watch him. When he did that Conor McGregor, I mean, that was just too funny. It's great. You know what? Um, I, I'll tell yeah. you. I'll tell and you. he has great, great confidence in the offensive line. He just stands there. And also he's he, amazing. And also he uses his, his weapons. I mean, Deshaun, uh, Deshaun Jackson was sure. was a missing man when Winston was at the helm, but ever yeah. since, but with, with Fitzpatrick there, it's like Evans and and uh, Jackson work so well with him. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I'll take the over there, fifty five. I'll take the over. Okay. I mean, no, I, yeah, yeah, I definitely think so. Um, Houston and Denver is a pick'em. Dallas. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be taking Houston there. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. I mean, five and three, they're they're going into Denver, so you got to worry about the altitude. True, but true, I, true. but I, uh, Demarius Thomas, I don't think he's going to play this week. Oh, uh, the interesting thing with Golden Tate, he gets two buys. He got two buys this year. Oh wow! He yeah, got, yeah. Um, Tennessee. That's a good point. Right. The Monday night game is Tennessee at Dallas. Dallas is a five and a half point favorite. That's about all the games. Uh, yeah. Now, how much does uh, Denver have to change the game plan? Seeing that that player, I mean, they, they don't have to wait long for him to come back and play, right? It's what a week. Who's that? Oh, Thomas, um, Demarius Thomas. Yeah. I mean, no, nah, I don't. Well, what? No, I I don't think it really matters. Like, because there's yeah, you, no, you, you don't think he has the game plan, and he doesn't help the other team. No, they don't. They don't need his help to have film. I think there's a, what are you going to say? Like case you can get to case Keenum. Wow. Shock. You know, <laughs> also other news, water is wet. I mean, right. they plan on doing this. Right. Uh, one team that is not in action. this no week. Factor. No, no factor. One team that is not in action this week is the New York giants. The sad New York giants, one and seven on their bye week. And they can't even, they can't even win on their bye week. They, they, they still take a loss. They which, can't drive on their bye week. Well, that would be, uh, was it Kyle Loretta? L- yeah. Lorella? I forget how to pronounce yeah, his inmate name. number whatever. <laughs> he uh he got into an altercation with uh at a um at a at a traffic stop by the police and uh yeah. And he was I think he was thinking his mind I think the press got to him because everybody's talking about Eli possibly being benched and then he goes and pulls a stunt like this and you ain't you're not starting now. Sorry, it ain't gonna happen. So Right, they should can him and the head coach? Mm, well, they're not going to get rid of the head coach because, well, look, the Giants have not been good for quite some time, but a hallmark of their organization is consistency at the head coaching position. I'm not a, I didn't, I didn't like the hiring of Pat Shermer to begin with because when you look at all the hires this past offseason, they were all offensive coordinators like, and who only right. had like one. Yeah, year. they want to fix this problem. Right, but Shermer was a was a was a uh, an also ran, and um, <laughs> I mean, for, well, I I feel bad for Frank Reich because he was he was um, you know he he was the backup date. He really was like he was he he was yeah, the he, fallback. He, he's qualified, right? But he was the fallback. Like it was supposed to be Josh McDaniels going to the Colts. He got you know the Colts got right, jilted, right. so they were like, well, who's second on our list? All right, let's go with them. Um, I mean, Frable's been doing well, uh, but I mean, who else? 
I mean, that's... I'm trying to think. There was Patricia? one... Uh, Patricia's been... You know, that's all right. Um, I thought there was another... And how about the Chicago coach? Oh, uh, yes. He's been doing pretty good. He's been doing pretty good. But the point is is that there have just been a couple that you're just like, this is not working Nagy? out. Nagy? Is that his name? Nagy? Nagy. Matt Nagy. He's been doing okay, but I'll tell you what. If they didn't have Mac, I think we might be talking a different story. Trubisky's... <laughs> look, Trubisky's been, been doing a very good job, but... Exactly. Mac doesn't play offense. No, he doesn't. Uh, moving over to baseball, the world champion for the 2018 season is the Boston Red Sox, winning four games to one, including the what featured the post um, longest game in postseason history. It also had, um, I mean, Dave Roberts did not learn a single thing from his postseason experience last year. I mean, this was a guy who let Hugh Darvish, you know, lose. <laughs> He basically let him lose Game Seven, yeah. but these are the Dodgers of old. Nothing's they, changed. No, no. But I mean, these are the Brooklyn Dodgers now. Uh, Jen, bringing Jansen in in two back-to-back games in the eighth innings, and he blows the game twice. It's like, did, <laughs> no did you? I'm serious. Dave Roberts, he he continues to touch hot stoves because he hasn't learned his lesson. He's got the memory <laughs> of he's got the memory of a goldfish. I mean, this is a guy who who probably doesn't debone chicken before he just like, takes big bites out of it. Like, he just doesn't know what he's doing. He's brutal. But not only that, but it's a lot of an- analytics can get you to a point. But in the postseason, you have to use your brain. Why are you bringing in Ryan Matson when you know he's just been giving up run after run? I mean, Alex Cora's Alex Cora. Alex Cora's career has been built on the fact that as a player, he was the best at at seeing pitchers tip their pitches. And that's a skill that he's been able to translate over to his coaching staff and to his players. So if if they get to you one time, like that's a bullet out of the chamber. You can't go back to that. But Dave he's Roberts. Secure. Who, Alex Cora or Dave Roberts? I think Dave Roberts is still secure, even though this is two back-to-back World Series, because... They're happy to be there. Uh, you've, you've made it to the World Series. Uh, and also because there's a lot of question marks in terms of what they're... They also have a lot of young players. And I think they like... Like, you have to have two at least two years of no playoffs before Roberts is on the hot seat. Mm-hmm. And Alex Cora, I mean, he... He might be. He might have a better career in Boston than Terry Francona did, wow. because this is his first year as a head coach. Uh, I'm sorry, as a as a manager. They won the most games in their franchise history, 108 Wait, games. Isn't it like 118 total? Yeah, because that. Well, yeah, because they had three, four, and four. So that's four, eight. That's eleven. So actually, it's 119 games, 119 wins this season overall. And they were the winningest team in preseason, weren't they? Uh, I believe so in during spring training. Yeah. Uh, so it was no surprise. No, it's no surprise. So they and but like Alex Cora is he's going to be king. And also, when at the parade, he tells you know everybody who's you know still talking about the Yankees, even though they win the World Series, did the Red Sox? You know you can uh, well you can do things to yourself or to other people. You know they scored as, as quote we scored sixteen runs in Yankee Stadium, uh, and then you know some other words were said too. In, Is that necessary? Well, 
It's Boston. It's, it's, it's red meat for the fans? It's red meat for the fans, but also don't forget we're also living in a post uh, post uh, Philly winning the Super Bowl. And uh, what's his name? Um, Jason uh, – oh, gosh, what's his name? Peters? Yeah, Jason, Jason Peters gets up, and he's wearing um, the Mummer's Day Parade stuff. And he's going on a, w, a, a WWE rant, like he's calling out, and and the and the crowd is is chanting back wrestling. Uh, uh, they love stuff. it. They love it. They really are. They absolutely are. It's so good. Hey, when you win, you can do stuff like that. Jason Kelsey, that was it, not Jason Peters. Oh, Jason Kelsey. Kelsey, that was the You're guy. Right. So yeah, so I mean, everything is going well for Boston and Boston. And the other thing about Boston. And L.A. is that they both have great young players still. That's the other thing about true, Roberts. True. This isn't an old team that has to win right now. Sure, Kershaw. It was enjoyable to watch. It is, and I mean, they, they. I mean, Max Muncie was given up by the A's, I think. I mean, mm-hmm. or Pittsburgh, one of the teams, and he was just left for dead. And they brought him in, and he was gangbusters, like absolutely unbelievable, and. The problem is, is that I think Roberts platooned way too much because too much of the analytics. Corey used the analytics too, but he also has an ace up the sleeve, which is he's. I mean, the long and the short of it, they stole signs. They just did it in a more. Really? Well, they did it in. If you if you be able to tip the pitches of the of the pitcher, if you can uh, see what the. I mean, what is that? That's the pitch. That's the pitcher's fault. Well, that's partially the pitcher's fault, but at the same, you know, it's kind of like. Hey, you took my money. Well, yeah, but who leaves their money on the table like that? What, what do you <laughs> like if you if you leave it okay. there, it's gonna get stolen. You know? Yeah. The scorpion said to the fire, why'd you sting me? Well, I'm a scorpion. Signs and the accusation of his, uh, accusation of it. It's age old. No, of course it's age old. But so that's why I'm not surprised by any of it. But in the end, what does it really matter? I mean, look, I can't yeah. I'm not gonna say look, there's the Red Sox didn't cheat their way to 108 games no but they did and they took every what's the whole thing about baseball now with analytics you look for advantage and when the numbers can't give it to you you're gonna have to do some things that are within the rules and also things that are not on the rule book right right you know i mean because when we talk about the well winning is contagious of course winning is contagious and also nobody really cares about the unwritten rules anymore Right. Nobody cares about that. So that happened. Um, and then there was the question about, you know, in, in, in some of these places, will David Price or Clayton Kershaw, you know, opt out of their contracts? Um, and Price had a great postseason. I was after that, after that game two against Houston or um, Cleveland, I thought for, or not Cleveland, who they play? Against the Yankees, I was like, no, for sure, he's not. He's going to fail again, and he had two masterful outings. He righted himself, and he was yeah. and so he's decided to stay because he's not going to get the money that he was going to get with Boston if he opted out. Kershaw is still a question mark, but I don't think he's going to opt out. I think he's going to stay over there. He likes L.A.? I, I think he likes L.A., and I think he's the type of guy who just, I mean, you're at this point in your career, you're going to change everything. But there's a lot to like, and it's just, his family probably loves it there. Yeah, stuff like that, but also there and you know the Dodgers are one of those team. Being a Dodger sure, for life, sure. I mean, you can and a place like LA, I mean, they love Kobe. Yes. I mean, you know, for all of his faults. Yeah, sure. I mean, sure. the, the he, Kobe is so loved in LA, he got an Oscar. Like just just stop for a second and think about that. Kobe Bryant, 
L.A. Laker. It's amazing. What? How did that happen? He won, he won an Oscar because he loves basketball and knew, a, knew an animation artist. Um, uh, so I think Kershaw just wants to stay there and he wants to sort of fall into that. Um, our New York Mets have decided on a new general manager. Uh, I believe his name is Brody Van Wengen. I was... Yeah, well, this guy's an agent or was an agent. How do you flip Wagonin. a trip like that? I mean, what kind of bed partners are these? Brody Wagonin. Well, I uh, mean... I mean, this is the same group that fell for uh, Madoff. Yeah. In fact, it was um, Cespedes' agent. Se- no, Brody was... Se- yes. No, I'm talking... Yeah. No, Brody wasn't Cespedes. He was. Um, you better check. You better look that I'm up. I'm looking it up right now. His clients included Todd Frazier. It included Jacob Degrom, and don't forget, this was a guy who. Um, he also said that you know Degrom should have been traded, like at the halfway point <laughs> in the year. I'm saying, what, what kind of person is this? Belichick, Arnold, and Kemp. All right, I'd like to. Um, I'd like to apologize because you are correct. Um. He yeah. he represented yeah. he represented He's it. one of the great bank robbers. <laughs> he represented Degrom, yeah, Cespedes, Syndergaard. Yeah, that gets money without a gun. I mean, it's, this is amazing. Syndergaard, Frazier, and Tim Tebow as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so yeah. obviously there are uh, I, there are uh, conf- uh, uh, what do you call them? Conflict of interests. Because um, also, don't forget, as an agent, you are privy to medical... Well, who minds the company store? Well, who, for the Mets? Yeah. Well, don't forget, they just... The Wilpons want puppets, specifically Jeff Wilpon. As we've learned over... <laughs> as we've learned over these years, Jeff Wilpon... They Wilp- already got played for a billion. I know. Well, look, the thing we know about the Mets in recent years is that Jeff Wilpon has been the one... Pulling the strings, you know, all these other uh, the GM is just a figurehead, and Jeff Wilpon, you know, that's why these guys only last so long before they're run out of town or they or they just up and quit. Um, Jeff Wilpon is the problem there, and so when you've got an un an untested, I mean, look, it's not it's not foreign to have a sports agent be a general manager, but the problem is it's done in other sports where it's it's a little bit different. When you look at the NBA, the Golden State Warriors GM is a former agent. But the pot of honey is baseball. Yes, I know. But not only that, but with all the, the... All the TV contracts, they play 162 games. They do, but also... Yeah, I'm not feeling good about this. Are you? No, I'm, I'm, I'm really unsure. I'm not... I can't say I'm surprised because it's the Mets. And you think their payroll will go up, having an agent as your general manager? I would only... Well, first of all, I think that's part of the reason why the Wilpons hired him, because they were like, oh, you can negotiate this down? Perfect. We need a new... <laughs> we need a new bill. You know, gosh, these Madoff bills are getting uh, they, really they, high. They, they, they believe anything they're told. Can you help us out? I mean, geez. Um, oh, but it will. I will say one thing. I mean, with the hiring of the agent, who might not have as much... In the end... He's probably going to rely heavily on uh, analytics, which is the norm nowadays. So okay. that that actually helps the Mets. Can analytics hit a fastball? Mm, well, it can find the one who can, or at least hope that they can. And also, nobody throws. When, when you look at the postseason statistics, people weren't throwing fastballs. 
they were throwing everything else to set up the fastball. Because in, in the past, it's been you throw the fastball to set up <laughs> the off-speed pitch. Now, in the playoffs, because everything was so to a T between the Dodgers and the Red Sox in terms of their analytics, you know, lefty-righty matchup and fastball hitter versus... That everything covered. So what the pitching... What the pitching departments decided to do for the playoffs in the World Series was do it reverse. Let's just keep throwing junk after junk. Now, it had a lot of walks, but it had a lot of strikeouts, too. And uh, aside from Dave Roberts completely imploding his bullpen and the Red Sox scoring run after run, there was an 18-inning game that happened because just strikeouts and walks, strikeouts and walks. So, right. So uh, what I'm hoping from Brody is that, uh, you know, he he's smart in this offseason because the Mets need a catcher. They need relievers, at least two relievers, maybe three might be nice, and then one bench player. So they're not that far off. And Cespedes has to be right on both feet before he retires. But I'm not even counting him. So if I could have an, outf- if I could have an outfield of Nimmo, Conforto, Bruce, and maybe what one other one other one to you know uh, platoon with Bruce, yeah. then I'll be happy. I mean that's okay. all. That's I think that we're outfield we're set, we're fine out there. Infield we're pretty good. I mean Machado's interesting. We, are. we have a second baseman. Uh yeah. Uh okay. with uh, Jeff um ah uh, he came on at the end of the season. He was fantastic. Why am I th- mm. forgetting his name? Um. Gosh, it's like McCor- McNeil, yeah. Jeff McNeil. Jeff McNeil, he had a great yeah. second half when he came up. Well, he was an aggressive hitter. I like that. Yes. Um, if I think Frazier will be fine at third, but, you know, I hope that Frazier. they would. I mean, is the clock going to run out on this guy? Well, he's only been in the league, what, seven seasons? He's fine. That's all? He's fine. Look, if my. All right. If we put uh, Alonzo at first, right? Because he's been doing Ooh. great in the post. He's. He's the next one up, Alonzo. He's the big bat in the in the minors. So you got Alonzo at first, McNeil at second, and McNeil. He's like a left like he's a left-handed Altuve almost, um, and he's got that. Yeah, he's just he's real good. Then you've got at short, uh, Rosario Ahmed, and then third you can put Frazier there. Make overtures to Machado, but I don't know. They need a bat. Yeah, look at this. It's now seventeen to three. Uh, that San Francisco, would, the Niners over the uh, over the Raiders in just a, a terrible, another terrible game. That you know they were talking early in the season. Wow, these Thursday night games are pretty good. But once the middle of the season hit and the injuries, geez, this this stuff is not looking pretty. <laughs> um, well, they expected a lot out of Garoppolo, and I expected a lot out of Gruden. Well, they did, and then Garoppolo's knee went down, and Gruden decided to trade away me at Mac. So. But the rebuild is on. Moving over to the college football real quick. Um, your top for Alabama and Clemson keep rolling along. Uh, Ohio State, uh, you know, moves down to 10. Um, Notre Dame being buoyed by a win over Michigan is number it's four. Three, right? No, four. Three four. LSU's three because, of oh, course, three, yeah. of course, there's a, 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 a SEC bias. But no- Well, they, they, they've announced the, those, those teams as The what? Haven't they announced them as top seeds in a playoff system? Well, Alabama and Clemson, if it were to end right now, would be one and two, right. um, and they would play if it's if this holds. LSU and Notre Dame. Don't forget, LSU has to play Alabama this week. 
This is the okay. big game. This is this is number. What's that line? Oh boy, that's a good question. Let me take a look. I at mean, that. this is one of the only really you know serious games Alabama's going to have. I mean, this is the test. Alabama is a fourteen point favorite in LSU. <sighs> in in Louisiana, they are a machine. They really are, so you know, take that way. But Notre, LSU's three, Notre Dame's a four. Michigan, who Notre Dame beat, and is what really is, is that's the big resume builder. Notre Dame beat Michigan. Michigan's seven and one, and they're number five. Um, but I mean, Penn State slipped big. Um, that's, a, that's a problem. You, how about this? University of Central Florida, UCF, they're on a twenty-plus game winning streak. That's huge. And they, but they, they don't get respect. No, there were 12, which goes to the point that this is still the haves. and the, I mean, look, college football kind of mm. is the haves and the haves not. But if you're going to call it a playoff system, then what they really need to do is they need to expand it to at least eight teams. Yeah, you know, but that's always the cry. Build it out. Build it out. But, but why not? It's pretty exciting the way it is. Why? But, but look, what what is the most exciting college uh, sport event? Well, it's uh, one of the bowl games. You, you. So you think that a bowl game is bigger than the NCAA tournament? March Madness. Basketball. I mean, the, to mean the final. I'm talking about the. It's called March Madness for a reason. Yeah, yeah, there, yeah. Well, there's there's nothing else around. Right. I understand that, but so you take what draws people to college basketball is the month of March and brackets, brackets, brackets. Right. And now you give it the influx of football because America loves football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now you've got you you look. I, I'm not. I mean, there's there's so much so much gluttony you can have if you're especially college football. And I don't necessarily want to give, you know, the the monster everything. But I mean, you're seeing a team on a 20 plus game win streak, and they're only they're only 12th. They're 12th in the country. <laughs> I mean, this is now. Now it's just, it really is. Well, what's their strength of schedule? I mean, you know, it's not something. It, it's Temple. It's they're not playing many. Okay, so you know, calm down. I understand. That. And look, as we're as we're talking, they're losing to the Temple at losing to Temple thirty four to twenty eight at the start of the second <laughs> half. So I and, and and you think they're getting too much respect? I don't think they're no. I don't think. But it's just that that it had to get to this point, and. Yeah. It, you know, it really isn't. When you look at a team like Florida, I'm sure Central Florida can can is better than the F- University of Florida with all their stuff. So it's just the little stuff like that that's very silly. So so, so what are they, the Gonzaga of football? Yeah, but at least Gonzaga gets a chance to make some noise. UFC can, UCF, I'm sorry, UCF can only just make noise out in the corner. And nobody, people get, and that, but then they get, then they get, you know, derision for having a, a parade in, you know, the stadium parking lot. What do you mean you have is, a parade? Is the NFL drafting their players? Yeah. Shaquem Griffin. Well, there you go. Or is it Shaquem, I, I forget, it, the, I forget which twin. It's either Shaquem uh, or Shaquille. Oh, okay. But the, the one who was uh, born uh, with that. Yeah, in Seattle. Yes. Well, he's with his brother. Yeah. Um, so he's been drafted there. I'm sure. Here, let me look well, up real quick. Yeah. Let me look well, up. Get respect. Yeah, let me see a uh, UCF alumni in the NFL. Uh, 
in the NFL. Let me see if I can find uh, former list of Central Florida. Let's see if I can find it. Pardon me for one second. Uh, Brandon Marshall is from there. He just got cut. Right. So let's see. Um, Blake Bortles. A.J. Bowie. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Dante Culpepper. Okay. Okay. So I'm just named. Yeah. Okay. I uh, Shaquille Griffin. My apologies. Shaquille Griffin. He's the one. Um, let's see. Brandon Marshall. I said Latavius Murray. Uh, yeah. Brashad Perryman. He's a what? Okay. Uh, Matt Prater. Uh, so your case is made. Asante Samuel. Kevin Smith. Yeah, and uh, they're in the top 10 in all the football, so hey. No, they're in the top 12. The top 12. They're, they're 12th. I mean, that's, <laughs> come on. That can change. I, I understand. I would just like it to change, and I've, I've, I've always been on having an expanded playoff system because with, right. I mean, you, you can't tell me you can't turn the St. Peter's you St. Petersburg Bowl. Make everybody happy. When I you say eight, they'll want ten. No, I know, but the Beefo Brady. You tell me the Beefo Brady Bowl has a bigger draw now. It's March Madness. How many is up to now? I mean, that's up to 60, uh, 68 teams if you count and the playing people, games. Sixty-eight, and people are still talking about expanding it. Yeah, because there's always somebody left out. But at least yeah, the, well, so you can't do that, right? But there's a it, difference. It doesn't become elite anymore, right? But there's a difference between sixty-four and ninety-eight and eight, four. <laughs> but then, no, there's a difference between such a huge number and going from four to eight. I think you can yeah. go from four to eight and not kill anybody. Don't worry. <laughs> I don't. I don't. They, they, they need time. The Smith, the Smith and Wesson Bowl might actually prefer it if it was a first-round playoff game. You tell me uh, yeah. the Poinsettia Bowl is sitting there going, nah, we're good with you know San Diego State. I mean, come on, please. Yeah, I get it. So, all right, Dad. Well, thanks very much for joining me this week. Oh, it's, it's always fun. That's what I'm talking about. All right, uh, and we'll see you soon, next week as well. Oh, great. All right, Andrew, take it away. This has been another episode of Everyman Sports. The show's music is Cold Funk by Kevin McLeod and is licensed under CC Attribution 3.0. Everyman Sports can be found on Facebook.com, where you can like it to receive updates and news. Visit Everyman Sports in the iTunes Store to leave a review of the show. Also, visit everymansports.podbean.com directly to comment and support. Everyman Sports can be contacted directly at everymansports at gmail.com. 